Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Welcome to the Radiate Wellness Podcast. I'm your host, Christy Clemens Hoffman. Each week we will discuss tools, tips, and ways to radiate your best life ever. Interviewing practitioners, authors, and luminaries to help you on your path. Wellness, joy, peace, abundance. What do you want to radiate? Hi, welcome to the Radiate Wellness Podcast. Today we radiate leadership with John C. Nab. Um, who is a motivational teacher, I think is how you explained it. I love the motivational teacher because I think motivational speaking sometimes gets a bad rap. And uh, we're going to be talking about leadership, about growth, um, about many different things. So welcome, John. I thank really you. appreciate you coming. Hey, thank you, Chrissy. It's an yeah. honor to be here and be on the Radiate Wellness Podcast, or as today you said, Radiating Leadership. Yeah, Radiating Leadership. And so you've done so many things. You've done all of the things. Uh, chiropractic school, been on the board of the uh, kind of the board of the chiropractic, chiropractic college. Yep. Thank you of the chiropractic college, and also the certification process of that. Right? Yep. Um, yeah, the state board leadership. exams. Yeah, mm-hmm. taking the leadership in that. Um, been a banker, many different things on many different boards of directors, and now you speak about leadership as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, many You have got many hats. Let's just say that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So today we're talking about leadership. And um, you were telling me a bit about the Maxwell Group and mm-hmm. how you've got a background in that. Can you tell me more about that, please? Yeah. My path to uh, the John Maxwell team is what is known as, you're right, I, you know, I went to chiropractic college. Uh, so I always say I'm educated as a chiropractor. I'm right. trained as a banker because I got into banking kind of by accident and ended up being there for 11 years. Right. And then I refined myself as an executive in a, at, at uh, Cleveland Chiropractic College, uh, right. a, a university system, and then moved on to a manufacturing company uh, that had a national reach. And uh, and now I'm, I think I'm reformed, uh, you know, as I an entrepreneur. And, and one of the common themes I've had in my life, uh, and I go back to when I was in junior high school and uh, in Boy Scouts, and I, I attended the National Junior Leadership Instructor Camp uh, at uh, Philmont in Cimarron, New Mexico, which was the National Boy Scout Camp. So I, I can kind of go back to the, that's the first time I started you know, doing, doing some leadership things. And I, when I was at University of Nebraska, I was in a fraternity. And, and before I knew it, I was in leadership positions there really, you know, because at that time I, I was literally just, you know, kind of floating around, not, not being intentional about anything, not going to classes. And, but I still ended up in these leadership positions. Oh, and, uh, and so it's something that has stayed with me and, and to the point where I like to infuse you know, leadership principles and, and thoughts and ideas and, and really help people grow to become better leaders because we're all leaders mm-hmm. uh, in one sense or another. Right. And uh, we all have influence. Mm-hmm. And, and so John Maxwell team is somebody that, uh, you know, there's really five people in my life that have influenced me through their books and their writings over the years. And, and uh, you know, I, I can go to, back to Napoleon Hill. The first book I ever read, oh, you know, uh, really? cover to cover was uh, Think and Grow Rich. My dad gave it to me when I started chiropractic college. 
mm-hmm. and uh, through Nightingale Conant. Uh, and, and now I have a huge library of cassette tapes, which, you know, who has a cassette player right. anymore? But uh, <laughs> from Nightingale Conant. But it, Think and Grow Rich uh, really got me on that course. Yeah. And, and I belong to a group now where I'm actually licensed to teach and coach Think and Grow Rich. Uh, oh, as well. wonderful. Uh, so that's something I just uh, acquired uh, end of last year or beginning of this year as well. I could really just encourage anybody who's listening to read that book yeah. because it is transformational. It, it is transformational, but it's, it's one of those where you have to study it. You, you do. Just, you can't read it, and you really mm-hmm. have to apply uh, the principles and, and the action steps that uh, Napoleon Hill has in there. Mm-hmm. So Napoleon Hill was a big influence on me. Uh, the second book I read cover to cover was The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People Covey. by Stephen, Stephen Covey. Covey. Mm-hmm. And, and that book is uh, has had a major impact on me as well. And so, you know, over time you start teaching some of those principles. Sure. Uh, but also uh, Anthony Robbins uh, oh, yeah. and then uh, Tom Peters, who is a business management guy, oh, yes. is one of, one of the, my mentors through all his teachings. Right. And, and Tom you know he uh, he travels the world and uh, uh, he is somebody that every presentation he's ever given his PowerPoint presentations mm-hmm. notes are on his website and uh, he, and he, he encourages you to to steal it from him and use it and uh, so it's, it's just it's and he's he's a, a reader and, and mm-hmm. a teacher and, and a leader out there so I, I love his work and then John Maxwell also came in uh, you know in the early 90s for me with his book uh, uh, the 21 Laws of Leadership. And and so th- th- those five people have been a big influence on my life. Yeah. And then um, as we were transitioning uh, back to Kansas City, my wife right. and I, uh, getting out of corporate America, trying to figure out what we want to do. You know, entrepreneurship is something my wife did for a long time before we work, worked for a corporation. Mm-hmm. And so we got back into practice with her, and I was still trying to figure out what am I going to do. And Georgia actually stumbled on the John Maxwell team. Oh, wonderful. And it has been in existence since 2011. Mm-hmm. Oh, so not long, not really. Not long. Uh, but it, it's the, as John says, John Maxwell says, uh, the John Maxwell team are the legs to his legacy. And so he is, uh, you know, he's 72, still going strong, just wrote a new book that came out in February called uh, Leader Shift, uh, which is a very powerful book. Oh, um, I can imagine. And so he's, uh, the, the team is about uh, is speakers, coaches, and trainers. Mm-hmm. And so there are now over 23,000 certified members of the John Maxwell team, mm-hmm. and we are in every country in the world. Uh, and so the team, uh, we, we are licensed, mm-hmm. uh, certified and licensed to use John Maxwell content. And the John Maxwell company has always been his corporate training division for, for many years. And, and we, you know, I, at the level I'm at with the John Maxwell, I'm an executive director. Okay. I have access to the majority of those programs that the John Maxwell team or John Maxwell company has as well. And so I, I really enjoy it because he is such a prolific writer. And, you know, he's written over 100 books. Uh, they're in many different languages. Yeah. Um, I mentioned the leadership is one he just uh, uh, came out with. Um, he has a book called Developing the Leader Within You. And he mm-hmm. actually has two versions of that. He has, uh, the, the first one that came out probably 20 years ago and two years ago he came out with uh, Developing the Leader Within You 2.0. And mm-hmm. so he's really big on personal growth mm-hmm. and, and personal development, which is something that I really mm-hmm. like to uh, work with people on to help them become a better version of themselves. Oh, I love that. Yeah. So, you know, I've often uh, labored under the mistaken concept. I mean, this was years ago. I think I've shifted since, but that, you know, you're a born leader or you're not. How can we develop leadership <laughs> skills? You know, that, that is the chicken or the egg, right? Right. And, and you know, I think it's kind of comical because all leaders are born. Mm-hmm. Right, right. We have to be born. <laughs> we have right? to be born, and and so it, it's it's uh, a trajectory. And, and and you know, leadership is influence. 
You know, mm-hmm. nothing more, nothing less. But but influence can be difficult for people. I actually read, and uh, recently that uh, every you know person, every human being in the United States, whether if you're the most introverted person, mm-hmm. recluse, you're still going to influence over ten thousand people in your lifespan. Oh, well, that's interesting. And so you know when I wanted, and that hit me. It's like, so how are they doing that? Well, when they're driving their car, going to the grocery store, right? You know, and and how they drive, and they might be influencing people that way. Or, uh, you know, if you, if they're you know living in the mountains, you know, it might be their footprints on a trail that are influencing somebody, right? Uh, you know, so everybody has influence. They just mm-hmm. don't recognize that, right? And so I think uh, the, the next step really for a, a leader is somebody who's you know become aware or has a desire, and they become aware of some mm-hmm. of these things. Uh, that they want to do in leadership. And, and so th- for me, leadership is about courage and capacity. Mm-hmm. So, you know, a, a leader is somebody who has courage uh, really to take the first step, to try something new. Yes. And then the capacity part comes in is is because of that influence. Mm-hmm. You have to have the capacity to influence people, uh, you know, for the greater good. Mm-hmm. And, and so that's something where a lot of people have capacity to influence, but it's not necessarily for the greater good. It right. might be for, you know, for personal gain or business gain, but not really to to grow a community or to transform a country. And, and that's what resonates with me is, you know, helping people mm-hmm. become better versions of themselves and, and doing that for, for however I can influence that. Oh, that's wonderful. Because I can imagine that, you know, we can influence it's like using your powers for good or evil. And we can influence people, but not for the greater good. I would imagine that that burns itself out fairly quickly and it's not sustainable. You know, we'd like to think that, but you look okay. at some of these leaders that were, you know, in a leadership position for, for a very long, long time because of, um, and maybe it's the hindsight or the, you know, we, the experience, and now we can evaluate the experience and recognize that what they were doing was not necessarily for the greater good. Um, and right. sometimes when you're in the heat of that moment, it's hard to tell. Mm-hmm. And that's right. that's that plays into awareness and where where people are, you know, in, in terms of their awareness, what's mm-hmm. what's going on with themselves and what's going on around them. Right. Absolutely. And you talked a bit about earlier that um, the John Maxwell Group, the, this type of leadership development, you've gone into different countries and transformed. Yeah. Tell me about that. So I have not done it personally. No, you've not but, done it personally. Uh, I'm looking forward to the next opportunity, which it sounds like it's coming up this year. But the John Maxwell team, John Maxwell has been invited to mm-hmm. three different countries. He's been invited to many countries, but three of them where he's gone in now with his uh, leadership warriors, his John Maxwell team members, uh, up to 300 of them. And I think most recently was Costa Rica last year. Wow. And so from the president all the way down to school teachers. And, you know, the, the police department, the, the city uh, officials, everybody uh, went through an entire week-long leadership training that was led by the John Maxwell team members. And so it, it's a, a transformational experience that mm-hmm. is uh, something that's not just a one-time thing. It, it, it's a truly, you know, right. a, a journey that these countries are on, but they recognize they need to make some changes. And I know he's been to Paraguay as well. And uh, and there's a uh, I know that there's a new country coming up that they're moving into, but it, you know when you think about the depth of that work, and that these countries are reaching out uh, to, to somebody like a John Maxwell to to you know come in and help transform their country, but yeah. they're smart enough to know you, that it's you know you just can't do it at one level. You've you've got to really infuse the entire system mm-hmm. to create that change. 
And, and that, is, uh, that is what the John Maxwell team is doing in these countries. Mm-hmm. Well, and the John Maxwell team, you said, also works with boards, boards of directors, mm-hmm. um, school systems, just different type of organizations to develop leadership. Yeah, so it's ama- the toolbox is growing mm-hmm. w- with this team all the time. So we have learning systems uh, based on communication, on mm-hmm. growth, on leadership. On, on uh, you know, put your dreams to the test is one of his books. Uh, everyone communicates. If you connect is another book, uh, and you know, there's there's probably ten different learning systems that I have access to now through that. Nice. And and also we have now we now have our own behavioral analysis programs. And we mm. actually have six different, right. uh, and they're all based on the DISC program. Uh, but we have a college and career report, which is great for for students and and actually anybody who's a career changer uh, to look at, and it tells you how you think. Oh. You know, it tells you what your strengths are. It tells you how you interact mm-hmm. uh, under stress. Mm-hmm. And it and also gives you a list of 50-plus of careers that your strengths, your, your, the way you are, uh, what what jobs you might fit well into. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we, we have that for sales. We have it for sales leadership. We have it for growth. We have it for communication. So all these different tools can help many different people at different levels. Mm-hmm. For me, I'm, I'm involved with some boards nationally. Mm-hmm. So it's just natural that I like to bring these in. And a speaker's bureau that I serve on for a malpractice company mm-hmm. uh, has asked me to um, no longer do the continuing education programs I do, but to only do the leadership programs and to, to help <coughs> boards to develop because they see the need uh, for leadership, absolutely. Uh, with that, and I give an example. I, I spoke to some students uh, in Colorado, uh, end of January, mm-hmm. and it. I always kind of begin because when I was a student at Cleveland here in Kansas City, mm-hmm. Cleveland Chiropractic College, uh, I, I came in, involved in a group called the World Congress of Chiropractic Students, mm-hmm. and we hosted the World Congress that year here in Kansas City, the Embassy Suites down on the plaza. Oh, wow. And so it was my second semester or trimester <laughs> in chiropractic college. Yeah. And on the campus during that event, it was also the homecoming weekend for, for Cleveland where the alumni come back. And, oh, yeah. And Dr. Cleveland had a program that, that still resonates with me that I remember very well. Yeah. And he called it the Chiropractic Summit. And he brought leaders of the American Chiropractic Association, so you know several different national associations. Right. The accrediting bodies were involved as well. And uh, there's five different groups, and they, they went through what were the major issues that the profession was dealing with, uh, with in the day, and, and things like unity in the profession, uh, things like uh, federally funded research, uh, things like uh, expansion of scope. Mm-hmm. And the Cleveland, uh, the Cleveland, uh, uh, Cleveland Chiropractic College always published a, and they still publish a, an, like an alumni newsletter. And they, they had a newsletter that came out in, in the winter right after that that listed all these things. And I still have a copy of it, and I actually show it to students today. Because many of the things that we were talking about 27 years ago are still issues in the profession today. Well, I can imagine. And, and so, I, you know, I, I'm, I, I say I'm guilty because, to me, that is a failure of leadership. If we are still discussing the same issues that we were discussing 27 years ago, and there's a lot of emotion, you know, political charges behind a lot of these things, mm-hmm. uh, I believe that is a failure of leadership. Not any one person, but as a as a profession, we haven't been able to come together to move beyond, you know, some of those things. Right. And, and so it's it's important for me that, and I, and that's my motivation, you know, is to to get out and, and teach and work with these people to help. You know, help anybody who wants to become a leader become a better leader so that they can create change and transformation so we're not talking about those same issues 30 years from now. Yes, 
Good. Now, do you work with people one-on-one as well? I, I do. I do not as much of that because I'm mm-hmm. so busy with some of the other things that I do. And, and I really love the one-on-one coaching interaction with people. Yeah. Um, but it is, uh, I have to prioritize things. Of course. And so I've, I've, I do have a what I call a leadership power hour that I do every Tuesday afternoon uh, in Johnson County. And um, and that's a, uh, you know I've got a nice core of people that are have been coming to that since the first of the year, mm-hmm. and and it's uh, it's really just a facilitation on leadership. We take a topic and really break it down. We really take a chapter out of one of the books oh. and and go deep into it. And and it, it, it um, in my nature, I think I kind of end up coaching people through the process a little bit. Sure. And sometimes I have to be careful because I I can be too blunt sometimes and <laughs> and. Uh, um, and sometimes I have to be blunt with myself, but uh, I, I enjoy that aspect of it, but I just don't have the time to do that right. as much as I would love to do that. Right, absolutely. Mm-hmm. You think you'll be writing any books in the future? No. <laughs> um, and one of the, my mentors now, I'm, I'm uh, other than John Maxwell Tame, I'm, I'm in a mentoring group where every week we, we're learning new life lessons, uh, yeah. so to speak. And, and uh, the leader of that has talked about, he's never written a book, and, and I believe in him that, uh, you know, books become stale pretty quickly. And even John Maxwell, some of the books that he's he's written, he has written a second version of them mm-hmm. because they became stale and they weren't relevant to the time. Right. And and so uh, you know this mentor has has talked about you know creating uh, online content mm-hmm. and and you know creating some courses and, and yes. programs online that are relevant and can stay relevant and and they're not static because you can update them. Uh, you know, as things change, as trends change, as, as mm-hmm. you know, as transitions happen, as more awareness occurs, mm-hmm. uh, you can go deeper. In, in, and so that really resonates with me. It's like, you know, I, I like that idea of creating some digital content mm-hmm. that doesn't stay static. Right. But will continue to grow, not only for myself, but from the people that I interact with. Well, I find these trends are kind of cyclical. That, you know, once we, maybe it's the hundredth monkey syndrome mm-hmm. where you kind of reach this plateau of consciousness, then the next leap of consciousness can can happen, and then we all plug into that for a while. So, mm-hmm. I, yeah, I can imagine that there's just constant shifts and changes in right. terms of how we define leaders. Right. Right? Yep. It, it, <coughs> excuse me. All the transitions we go through in life. Right. You know, I think are a big factor in, in who we look to for a leader. Mm-hmm. And, right. And, and sometimes, you know, the leader might be right in front of us. We don't even know it. We don't uh, recognize it, it. We don't recognize it. Uh, but that's because of our awareness is on other things that are around us. Absolutely. And a lot of times our awareness is influenced by other people. Mm-hmm. And that's where – that's why I really work with uh, – a lot of people is, you know, I want them to be at a higher level of awareness mm-hmm. than, you know, conforming to the group. You've got to be able to think for yourself. Mm-hmm. And and it's uh, – there's a leader out there for somebody, everybody. Mm-hmm. There, there's somebody out there. Sometimes it's, it's difficult to find them. Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes because of, you know, who you listen to or who you follow uh, – you're seeing leaders who maybe aren't the best leaders that you should be following. Right, might might not be the best leader for you. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, 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 and I, I, a lot of times I work with with students uh, in the healthcare professions and, mm-hmm. and coach with them. Um, one of the big things I always tend to get involved in uh, is what I call practice management companies. Mm-hmm. So they're coaches who are really trying to help them grow their business. Uh, but, but in my experience, I, I've seen. Um, Students get involved in contracts that are, you know, five plus years in length, and and massively expensive, and and you know, I I believe everybody should have a coach, and uh, but I also believe that you need the ability to get out of a coaching relationship when you outgrow that, mm-hmm. or when that some transition has happened into yourself, 
and it's it's time to find somebody new to get you to a different level. Right. And so uh, I, I struggle because I've seen a lot of people t- be, being taken advantage of uh, when they didn't know any, any different. And then after a year or two, they're you know I'm getting a phone call when I, especially when I was at the chiropractic college, help me get out of this relationship. And uh, and it, it sometimes it's, you, you can't do it because of the, you know the, how the the contract is structured and things mm-hmm. like that. So uh, I, I'm a big fan of coaches, but I also believe that you know you you I, I know for a fact you will change your coach over and over again because your life change. You're, you're going through different transitions, different right. things become more relevant to you, and, and and people you know people can only take you so far, and um, and that's what we call the the leadership lid. Um, oh, okay, yes. yeah. So you right. know, people have you know I, earlier I talked about capacity. Mm-hmm. You know, people have capacity to influence people, but their capacity is only so high. Right. And so once you've hit that capacity, you're not going to be able to go any further. So businesses, you know, their leaders, if their leader of a business is only a five on a 10 with their capacity, you know, that business is going to get stuck. Mm-hmm. And the only way to get unstuck is to remove the leader and or, you know, bring in different leadership to, to, to raise that lid. And you can raise it, uh, you know, through education and, and, and your own things, but sometimes it just requires um, – a bigger transformation to happen because right. we, you know, we talked earlier about comfort zones and right. and uh, I think you know a lot of people don't even exist in a comfort zone; they're in a complacency zone, mm. and, and so they're mm-hmm. they're stuck and they don't even know that they're stuck. Right. Uh, comfort zone, I think, is you know people uh, some learning. I think actually because when you're comfortable right. is when you'll tend to learn and stuff. So I, I you know, I, I believe that there's some good in comfort zones, but you've got to get out of those zones. And, and when, when you have a lid on yourself, right. you can only go so far. And, and a coach can only get you so far. Then you have to find another coach that is up here that can get you to that next level. Right, to each level. Yeah. And then you talked about getting out of your comfort zone and you had a term for it, the terror barrier. Oh, yeah. So, you know, it, to get out of the comfort zone, uh, to get to a learning zone or a right. zone of focus, um, you have to overcome fear. And, right, and it, you know, you're, we're, we're bombarded all the time with our senses are picking up all the stuff around us. And, and, and we're, you know, our, our, our conscious mind is really controlling a lot of what we do because, you know, it's our thinking mind and it, and it knows our habits. Mm-hmm. It controls our habits. It controls our thoughts our, and, and, you know, limiting beliefs. We all have them. Right. And, um, and so you have to break through those things. And it, it's, it's uh, you know, I've seen it referred to as the terror barrier. Because of the fear that is involved, that, that takes to get out of that zone, to get out of that place. Mm-hmm. And, but once you do, uh, then you, you open yourself up to whole new experiences. Yes, and you just have to get out of it once and see that you're okay. Mm-hmm. For example, maybe a fear of public speaking or you're right. not, you're afraid of presenting yourself to a group of people and then you get past that and then everything opens up. Right. Right. Yep. So it, and as it opens up, quickly that becomes your comfort zone. Yes. And, and so you have to be intentional with, you know, continuing that growth mm-hmm. uh, in that process. But because uh, comfort zone will grow with you, and that's great. We want it to continue to grow Absolutely. where you're comfortable in a bigger place. And, and actually, the more that grows, the smaller your complacency zone grows. Mm-hmm. And, and that's great because uh, there are times I like to, you know, sit on the couch and just veg out for a weekend and be complacent. Right. Uh, but it's not how I live my life, and I don't think it's how anybody should live their life. No, no. <laughs> but once you get out into that bigger, you know, you take that step past the terror barrier, all of a sudden, your comfort zone gets a lot bigger until it's not anymore, right. and then right. it's time to move on. Yeah. Absolutely. Your awareness grows. Your and, awareness and we talked grows. earlier about awareness. I, I talk about awareness a lot, so maybe I can give a little background on, on how I look at awareness. And um, I think it was originally Bob Proctor, uh, who I, I that's who I've that studied some, mm-hmm. yeah, some of his work uh, you know, with the stick man and, and uh, yes. uh, concept therapy. Concept therapy was actually created by a chiropractor in the 1930s, 1937, really? Thurman Fleet. 
And, you know, it's about the mind-body connection, mm-hmm. but where the mind is, you know, 10 times bigger than the body because yes. of how your subconscious and conscious uh, interact mm-hmm. and, um, and how that creates actions that create your results. Uh, but, Bob, I, I learned this from, from Bob. I've seen it in other places, but there's really seven levels of awareness. And, and it's, I think, important as you understand those to kind of understand where you are. And there's different parts of your life will be in different levels mm-hmm. of that awareness. Mm-hmm. But the, the bottom, the foundational level is called animal. And it's, it's a, uh, you're fighting for survival. Ah, root chakra. Yeah. yeah. And it, so it's, it's a, rea- you're reacting to everything instead of responding to things. Yes. And, and it's a, it's not a good place to be. No. Uh, and as human beings, you know, we, uh, I like to say we're spiritual beings with an intellect living in a physical body. Mm-hmm. And so we have the ability to, to think and, and, you know, use our mind. So, uh, animal is the bottom level of awareness. Yeah. Uh, the next level is called mass. And that's where we conform uh, right. to the group. Right. Uh, we don't know any better, and so we see everybody, you know, going, uh, moving along, and, and and we conform to that group because we don't know any better. Right. Um, we, uh, you know, we're, we're sheep in a flock. Well, it's also survival in a way because there's safety in a group. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And you don't know any different. No, you don't. You don't know any different. So the the, the third level is aspiration. Mm-hmm. You know, and now you you start. Wanting to you know, recognize that there's something different going on right. uh, out you there. You see the potential, you, and you see the potential in yourself. Yes, uh, which which is important. So that's important. Um, so there's with aspiration, there's desire, mm-hmm. but there's no action behind it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, our awareness is growing because now we see things we didn't see before. Absolutely. So the the next level is called in, the individual level of awareness, mm-hmm. and that's where we really start expressing our own uniqueness. Our giftedness, mm-hmm. and and as we do that, we go to the next level, which is discipline. Mm-hmm. And discipline is where we can give ourselves a command, and we can follow through on it. Mm. And and as we do that, then we, the next level is experience. We start having more experiences uh, where we are learning from those experiences. It's important. We all have experiences, but it's only the evaluated experience that really can have an, uh, an impact uh, on right. our lives. What do we take from it? What is right. our lesson from it? Yeah. yeah. So once you, you have more and more of these experiences, now you become a master of your awareness where you respond mm-hmm. instead of react. Yes. So so that's what, what I, I, I love people, helping people understand where they are. Mm-hmm. And a lot of pe- times people are in that aspiration zone. Mm-hmm. You know, they have the desire, but they just don't know what to do or how to get out of that, what actions they need to take. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and this sounds so simple because we're just living our day and it's like, of course, we're going to get out of survival, try to get into aspiration, et cetera. But it's really a lot more subtle than that, isn't it? It is. It, it's as simple as changing how you think or, or changing one word in a sense you repeat to yourself all the time. Yes. You know, and and, and so sometimes those awarenesses people just don't have because they they're in their rut. They're in autopilot. Yes, absolutely. Yep. They're in their rut, and and they're they're on this that knowing trajectory mm-hmm. uh, of life, and they, they have aspirations, dreams, hope, but they just don't know how to to create that intention and, and then take the action on that intention to, to change that trajectory in their life. Yes, <clears throat> I find that sometimes it all it takes is like maybe one in a group who's able to achieve that aspiration, and and then it gives the others this scaffolding effect mm-hmm. so that they can climb out as well. And I'm thinking specifically of people in poverty, people you in bet. desperate situations where completely in survival mode, don't even have the energy to aspire to anything different. But you get one kid in that school or in mm-hmm. that community who right. climbs out of it. Well, you, there's so many good examples here in Kansas City. Right. And, uh, and you know, you, when you were talking about that, it made me, for whatever reason, I, I thought of Chris Good. 
and, oh. and Ruby Jean's Juicery and, He's and Kitchen. He's actually coming in to talk with me this afternoon yeah, to be and, on the podcast. And, and what a great example for the community of Absolutely. what he's doing there at 30th and Troost. Oh, that is my and happy place. Yeah, you know, and it's a, it's a spectacular place. And, and just being around him, his energy, you know, yeah. he, he is going to elevate that community. Oh, I'm so and, excited. And, and it's one person who's doing that. Now, just to, just to interject here, Chris Good is the owner of Ruby Jean's Juicery and Eatery. My happy place. Yeah. That is my favorite place to eat. I have loved it for, ever since the first time I went. So uh, it's in a what a lot of people here in Kansas City would consider a bad part of town, a rough mm-hmm. part of town. There's a right. lot of people who won't even go over to Troost. Right. But he's bringing new life. He's to the community. Mm-hmm. He's just a dynamo. He's bringing uh, health and healthy foods to this part of the, the right. town that they didn't previously right. have anything like that. Well, you, so, you, you yeah. think about the experience we've had with Chris and us talking about it now, how mm-hmm. that's radiating out Absolutely. and, and uh, going to help that community. So he's yeah. just one example. I, I've, right. seen, I've seen students when I was working at the chiropractic college one student can influence the entire student body. Oh, absolutely. Uh, you know, um, and we all know the story about the crabs. You don't want to be a crab because when you're in a bucket with crabs and you try to get out, what happens? Right. They All the other crabs pull you back in. Right. When you go crabbing, you need a bucket and a big rock <laughs> and a piece of wood. Yeah. And then, you know, you go get one crab and put the, put the wood on top and put the stone on top. And then when you get two crabs, you don't need that because right. they try to pull each other out. Exactly. They try to keep each other in. Yeah, pull yep. each other down. Yep. Yeah. So it, uh, you know, it's all based on your awareness, right? And and what you're, you know, wanting to do. And, and I just want to help people, um, you know, become the best they can be. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, that is a really noble goal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, this is Christy. I just want to say that we here at Radiate Wellness hope you are enjoying this podcast. It's free to you, and we hope that you find it informative and inspirational, heck, even fun. We have just three small asks of you to help us radiate growth. First, please hit the subscribe button on whatever platform you're listening on. That way, you'll receive a notification every time that we have a new podcast episode out. Next, please give us a thumbs up, a like, or a five-star review. If you're feeling inspired, a positive review wouldn't hurt. These two small things will help others find us when they're searching for great podcasts. Finally, please tell your friends about the Radiate Wellness Podcast. Better yet, show them how to find us and how to subscribe. If everyone did that, we would double our audience. Thanks a lot. We really appreciate it. So say that somebody wants to be, has these aspirations. Somebody wants to rise to the next level. What are some, what is some advice you might give them? Well, the first thing is, who do you hang out with? Oh, that's a good question. You know, and, and it's, uh, we are, you know, the five people we hang out with most. Right. And so if there are people that are crabs in the bottom of that bucket and you're trying to get out, you know, right. you need to go find new friends. Mm-hmm. You need to go get around new people, new experiences and, uh, and grow your awareness, but also you know, experience what other things are to be experienced that are out there. So, mm-hmm. you know, even though it's it can be fearful and, and daunting to go, you know, try something new. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like we talked about earlier, that gets you once you break through that zone. You know, you can never go back. No, you really can't. You can never go back. So, so look at who you hang out with and, and who's who's mentoring you. And, and one of the you know, I talked about it earlier. The best places for me where I got mentorship growing up, and I was you know grew up in a small town in Nebraska, <coughs> mm-hmm. and uh, and I've now traveled the U.S. extensively and. And, you know, speaking on, you know, universities and I mean, all that kind of stuff, it just, uh, you know, I look back, it's like, you know, never thought you know, I would be there. But it, it was the books I read, too. 
You know, so yeah. a lot of my mentors came in the form of books Absolutely. and tapes. Yes. And, uh, and, and so, you know, read those books. And, and I'm the kind of person that, you know, my wife and I, we have a library of well over 3,000 books. And now I should say, your, your, your wife is Dr. Georgia Nab, who's also been a guest yes, on this podcast. Yes, thank you. Wonderful. Uh, she started as a chiropractor, but then what, what did her, she her call focus, it? Functional medicine? Functional medicine is right. her focus now. Yeah. Right. Okay. So yeah. and you manage her practice. Yeah. So Georgia uh, and I... Uh, we, uh, we have over 3,000 books in our library, mm-hmm. and we actually manage it with an app. Uh, we have found a free app. <laughs> so you can actually scan the, the UPC code in, and it, and it it's just awesome. I love so it. So uh, we use it. So, you know, I, well, I go to half-price books all the time, and I'm always oh, looking yeah. for, for books that I love because I love to give away books, especially when I speak to students. Mm-hmm. And on universities, I always try to have several books with me that I can give to people mm-hmm. uh, who are engaging and interacting with me because it was, a, you know, it was, it was, those books changed my life. Oh, absolutely. And changed the trajectory that I was on. So, right. you know, get around the right people, mm-hmm. you know, read good books, mm-hmm. and, and not just read them, but, you know, I, my books are, uh, I study them, you know, and I, mm-hmm. you, you underline them, you, you, you write about them, uh, you apply what you're learning to your life. Mm-hmm. And that's what I love about John Maxwell books, because every chapter is just full of relevant content, uh, mm-hmm. that if you really take the time to, to understand it and apply it, uh, it it's transformational. Um, and then, and you know, DVDs or books or podcasts like this podcast, yeah. you know, these are, this is where you need to be spending your time, not watching TV. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, George and I, we, we probably watch an hour, hour and a half of TV a week on a Sunday morning. And, and many times we turn on it, it, it a lot of times we, it, it's, we just look at each other like, why are we even doing this? Uh, you know, because it, 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 what they're talking about is either, you know, politically charged mm-hmm. or it's a, uh, uh a pharmaceutical company, you know, right. promising a better future through their pill. Right. Um, and and it's, it's, the, it's the same stuff over and over and over again. And, uh, and it mm-hmm. just, uh, you know, when you're at a different level of awareness and you start recognizing that, that you're being bombarded by that all the time, you, you need to change it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so we, you know, we, we do a lot of reading and, and uh, listen to music. And we've got a seven-year-old, so he keeps us on he's our toes all the time. Yeah, yeah he's so, a sweetie. Yeah. Good boy. Yeah, so speaking of books... What are your top five? What can you recommend? Well, my, my all-time favorite book is Think and Grow Rich. Yeah, isn't you know, it wonderful? Yeah, and, and I'm, about I'm, being rich. I, I'm really excited yeah. to uh, to start to being able to teach some of that as well because yeah. it, it is transformational. It is so, and it's so rich in information. Yeah. I mean, there's good information every paragraph. A- every paragraph, and, and I, I would encourage you. You got to get the original version, the 1937 version, because mm-hmm. the, the newer versions. I had a version from 1960s. Uh, you know, and, and the editors took out some of the content, mm-hmm. and because it wasn't, you know, they didn't believe it was relevant to the day. And right. when they're talking about, uh, you know, Wallace Simpson and, and and the King and all that, so there's there's a lot of things in there that were taken out. Mm-hmm. But I think it's, you know, I, I prefer to to hear it from Napoleon Hill and his perspective at I that time so and understand. So get the original version of that, and, and you can find that. Uh, my second book would be The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People mm-hmm. by Stephen Covey. Right. Um, that book is, you know, I, the seven habits are something that just resonate with me and everything that I do, and I can easily yeah. talk about them to people. So, you know, be proactive. Uh, begin with the end in mind. Put first things first. Uh, think win-win. Think, seek first to understand. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, synergize and sharpen the saw. 
you know, they're all just, I think, important things in, in how we can live our life and be effective. So, now, Did you know that there are schools based on that? I do. Yes, Brookside yep. Charter School. So is that the Leader in Me program? Yes, it is. Yeah, so that's a, that's something I've looked at uh, trying to get a, a license to be in, a teach as well. Because I, I just, the Stephen Covey work, and, and I was so disappointed when he passed away several years ago. Yes. It was a bicycle accident in Utah. Oh, uh, that bad. resulted. And, uh, but his, his influence on me, and I've seen him live, and i got to be honest, I'd rather read a book than go see him live. He got better on, but he was he was kind of a monotone speaker. Oh, yeah. And, sure. uh, and just didn't, you know, didn't really engage the crowd, but his message was so powerful. Mm-hmm. And and it was simple, mm-hmm. and, and that's you know I think it, you know, one thing about being a leader is you have to do the hard work to keep your message simple because mm-hmm. if you can't do that you're you're not going to be you don't have that capacity to influence people for the greater good. Mm-hmm. Uh, so those are my top two books. Two. Mm-hmm. Um, my my third book uh, would probably be the Twenty One Laws uh, of Leadership by John Maxwell. Now that that was a real a book that really got me thinking more. Um, you know, Think and Grow Rich was really a mindset book, mm-hmm. uh, still is. The Seven Habits was more about the personal growth yes. uh, in myself. And then and then the 21 Laws was really about leadership and taking my leadership abilities to the next level. Then uh, now that now we get to, there, there are so many of them out there. Uh, Anthony Robbins had a big impact on me. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I talked about a little bit about him, his book, Unlimited uh, Power. And, uh, and, and, you know, the limiting beliefs. And I actually got to experience him this uh, you did. last summer in Chicago, his Unleashing yes. the Power Within. It was a four-day immersion. Oh, my goodness. And, and, and Tony is just, uh, he's powerful on stage. There's 9,000 people, you know, in, in the place. And it's like, you know, how's this going to be? Well, it, it was impactful. It didn't matter where you were. I mean, he was on the stage two of those four days. and But he was on stage for the first day, I think, for 15 hours. And, and he is magnetic to look at and listen to. He, he just has something about him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, you know, his programs aren't for everybody. Right. And uh, his life programs, and I didn't know this about him until uh, actually till I saw the, the Netflix documentary on him about I'm Not Your Guru. Oh. Uh, but he, uh, he cusses quite a bit in life programs. <laughs> God love so it. it's kind of startling a little bit to, sure. to people who, because in his tapes and stuff, you don't you don't see any no, of that, right? Um, and but that's what he believes is is a trigger to help you create the change in your life that you're trying to create, right? His belief. So, um, so you know, unlimited power was a very powerful book back then, and all the programs that came uh, through with that. So that that is my fourth book. Fourth, yes. So um, my fifth book. Um, I mean, um, that's a good question. There are You're so many. Yeah, good. you know, I, I have a huge library. You know, like I said, I got three thousand books uh, that are wow. in there. Um, there's there's one by uh, uh, Rick Horwath, H O R W A T H. Never heard of him. And he's a, a strategy guy. Oh, great! And so he has a and and I'm going to get the title wrong, but it's like the strategic. Uh, or being strategic, but it's really focused on you mm-hmm. and, and, you know, helping you uh, to be a little bit, to take who you are, but to think bigger mm-hmm. and, and be a little oh, bit more strategic, good. which mm-hmm. is more intentional uh, in, in the path that you're going with things. It so is. Uh, now, oh, now, now my conscious is telling me, my subconscious is like, you know, uh, As a Man Think is by James Allen. You oh, know, just, uh, yeah. you know, that's one, another treasure from, you know, that book was written, I believe, in the 30s as well. Oh, and and wow. it's a simple, short read. Uh-huh. Uh, but you need to digest every single word of that book right. uh, when, it, when it comes to your mindset. Uh, so, uh, and, and speaking of mindset, uh, Carol, uh, uh, work with her book Mindset is a, a fascinating book on, on positive mindset and how to create mind mindset. Oh, good. So I, I'm, I'm going to start rambling about books. So, <laughs> <laughs> Okay, okay. 
Um, I feel like I would be remiss if we didn't talk a little bit about Dr. Michelle Robbins. Yes. Big shift, small changes, big shifts. Yes. Foundation and the organization. So can you tell us a bit about that? Yeah, you know, we're so blessed in this community. We, we have so many great people who are, who are trying to change community for the better. Right. And who have that capacity. We talked about Chris Good earlier, and, and Dr. Michelle Robin is definitely one of those people oh, yes. uh, in this community who is, a, you know, a true connector but has a vision uh, that is just tremendous. It's mm-hmm. huge. And, and that vision is really about creating generational change uh, through whole person health. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's fascinating because uh, just uh, this week, uh, the Blue Valley School District sends out a thing and, and uh, we got it in the mail and, and they have an article in there called Zero Reasons Why. And it's about teen suicide and, oh. and what's going on. And in Johnson County uh, in the 2017-18 school year, mm-hmm. uh, they had an increased number of suicide attempts. Oh, and they actually had 15 teens who committed suicide. Oh, my. And, uh, and it sounds horrible. But then the next line says, you know, this is on par with the national average. And, and you know, and that's that's there's there's a mental you know health crisis going on of course. Uh, in here. And, and Michelle was impacted by this in her practice a couple of years ago, where she had four people commit suicide for her patients over the course of oh, thirteen months, no. all different ages. Um, and, and she's like, you know, we've got to get her message is so powerful. We've got to get it out to the masses. <clears throat> so she's uh, I'm honored to help her. She has two different organizations, different from her your, uh, your Wellness Connection, which is her actual chiropractic business. Right. Dr. Michelle Robin is a powerhouse here in the Kansas City area, and she's got this um, practice um, on the west side of town called Your Wellness Connection. Um, therapists, chiropractors, acupuncture, massage therapy, I mean, like all kinds of different things, but she's also... She created this wellness consortium to unite wellness practitioners Correct. here in the Kansas City area. Now we have listeners all over the world, so um, I'm hoping that wherever you we're are, we're coming to your community like, soon. We're coming to you. <laughs> That's right. So, yeah, so you know, the, the Michelle's created the Big Shifts Foundation, and right. the foundation is a not-for-profit uh, that now has a full board, and they're focused on <laughs> educating kids and their families. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that they can understand, you know, what well-being really is. Mm-hmm. And, and it's all based uh, on what Michelle's created called the Quadrants of Well-Being. Yes. And and so it's a, the Quadrants is something that goes back to, uh, I think, oh, Chinese ancient. medicine. Oh, ancient. yeah, it's, it's yeah. ancient. And Dr. Richard Yanni brought it to the States, and, and that's where Dr. Uh, Robin learned that. Um, and so, you know, there's a mechanical quadrant, there's a chemical quadrant, there's an energetic uh, energy quadrant and a psycho-spiritual quadrant. Right. And so, so create, these four aspects come together to create whole health and yep. whole wellness. Yes. Yeah. And I, I prefer to say, we call it whole whole person. Whole person. And and I, I'm saying whole person well-being yes. instead of wellness because I think wellness yes. is is overused. People don't understand what they mm-hmm. well, they think it's prevention. Right. And 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 that's okay in some circles, but that's not what we're about. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, we're about well-being. And and I think there's a, a sh- I talk about this mm-hmm. a lot. There's a shift going on where wellness was an HR initiative in a lot of businesses. Mm-hmm. And, and now the shift is occurring to well-being as a workforce strategy, mm-hmm. you know, going after the whole person. So the foundation is about education. And then Michelle has also created the, the small change, big shifts, and, and I like to call it network. But it, we're trying to build community. Yes. And that's what the wellness consortiums are doing here locally right mm-hmm. now uh, of like-minded people uh, who, who want to have this common language uh, of well-being, mm-hmm. of whole person health care. Uh, for people, so when, when you go into, um, you know, a massage therapist or a chiropractor or your dentist or, or you know, whoever you're seeing, or even a restaurant, mm-hmm. you know, that there is some common language about uh, the about well-being, mm-hmm. and, and we're, we're starting to see that message take hold. So I, I'm really I'm just honored to be working with her and, and really help take this vision 
and, and really, you know, we have a saying, and you've heard it before. Uh, it's an old African proverb, and and it's you know if, if you want to go fast, oh, yes. go alone. Right. But if you want to go far, you have to go together. Yes. And and so we're we're trying to figure out how to do this together mm-hmm. uh, because we know you know the ripple effects, the butterfly effect of, of every mm-hmm. seed that we're planting in the community uh, with people will have an impact on millions of lives in the future, and so we want to be intentional with how we do that, uh, but we al- we also want to do it in a way that. That honors the vision that, that Dr. Michelle has for this, yes. and that, that is transforming uh, the next generation of kids. And, um, and, and, and you know, I've heard her talk about this many times. And, and, and a simple way to understand this is, you know, particularly people who do have kids yes. uh, will, will get this. And you know, if you're you're having health issues and, and you aren't sure what's happening, and and but it's, it's hard to make change. Uh, you know, I've heard Michelle say it many times. Is you know. You're doing. You're not doing this for yourself. You're doing this, you know, for your ten year old. Yeah, absolutely. And, and when you frame it in that perspective, it really hits. And, and I have. I've got a seven year old son now, so you know, it, it, it hits. It hits you hard. hard. It right. hits in the heart. Yes. And, and it really gets you understanding that. Yeah, I do need to make some of these changes for this next generation. Mm-hmm. And not only to preserve your own health and wellness, so that he but doesn't my have families. To but to influence him as well. Exactly. Right. It'll influence him and it will influence his kids and, and yeah, continue absolutely. on. And, and, and the research Michelle's done, it, it, you know, she, we believe it's two and a half generations to really create that change. Really? Two and a half generations? Yep. Okay. So, so we got a lot of work in the front of us. The stakes are big. Yeah, the stakes are big. We, we have a lot of, you know, we, have, we call them wellness champions, and these are people who attend the Wellness Consortium on a regular basis. Right. But they're giving us a few more hours a month uh, to really learn uh, the quadrants and and apply them in their businesses. And again, the quadrants are mechanical. Mechanical, mm-hmm. chemical, mm-hmm. energy, mm-hmm. psycho-spiritual. I would love it when doctors, Western medical doctors, I should say, got to the point where they'd say, okay, well, here's what's going on with your body. Um, what is your what is your spiritual practice? Yes. Here are some ideas if you don't have a spiritual practice. What kind of supplements are you taking to your body? You know, just... I would love to get to that point where yeah. doctors are having that conversation. Yep, so we're trying to change that language. Wonderful. And, and one of the avenues we, we believe to, to really do that, not only through the wellness consortiums, but it's through corporate America. Absolutely. You know, with all these corporate wellness programs or, or well-being programs, well, as I like right. to call them. Yes. And uh, and so we are actually creating a uh, basically a health risk assessment mm-hmm. on all four quadrants. Love it. And so we can go in and, and work with a, a body of employees and, and run them through a bunch of tests, and then we can mm-hmm. give you a score that – each individual would get their chemical, their mechanical score, their chemical score, mm-hmm. their energy score, and, and their psycho-spiritual score. Mm-hmm. And then the company would know overall where you know where they had gaps and where, where they are succeeding in the program. Most of them succeed in, in that mechanical, uh, you know, because it's a physical program typically. Absolutely. When they talk wellness, so we want to give them you know a baseline, and then a year later when they go through our programs, mm-hmm. uh, we can then do that assessment again, and then give them a whole new score. And 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 you know the goal is to move the dial so that they're improving year over year. Yes. And, yes. and I've seen that happen in, in a, the manufacturing company I worked for. We had 380 employees. And every year uh, we got our scores grew. And uh, But it was, a, it was a fabulous culture. So I, I know this can work in corporate America. Oh, absolutely. The VA actually is implementing a new program much and similar to that. Mm-hmm. I'd say new. It's maybe about five years um, on the on the East Coast. It's been in St. Louis for about two years, and it's new here in Kansas City. They're building the program. It's called Whole Health. And the VA is adding acupuncture mm-hmm. and meditation and Tai Chi right. and uh, spirituality and all these different aspects to 
contribute to the whole health right. of the vets. Yep. So that was, uh, I believe, Tracy Gaudet mm-hmm. uh, started that program for the VA. And, okay. and she was the director of, of, of cultural transformation. Mm-hmm. And, um, and one of my mentors and somebody I got to work with for many years was a retired brigadier general, uh, Becky Halstead. Mm-hmm. And uh, and Becky was it was is another real you know true mentor and leadership for me in the last you know probably seven or eight years, mm-hmm. and uh, she was the second class of woman who graduated from West Point, and she was the first woman to command troops in war for the United oh States uh, over in Iraq, and she's written a book called The First Person You Must Lead Is You. But in the company I worked for, uh, we had a military program, mm-hmm. and so uh, through uh, Becky Halstead and and uh, Dr. Caroline Malizia and, and some others, we were getting involved in the VAs, particularly in the state of Washington mm-hmm. and in uh, Texas and in Florida, that's where the big VA centers are. And and, uh, and they were open to this message of whole person care Wonderful. And, and whole food nutrition and, and things like that. And mm-hmm. and it was somebody like, like Becky uh, who was really helping lead that charge because she had the influence and to, to open those doors up because they, they knew they needed a, a different conversation. And so for them to bring in these holistic modalities into the VA, I think, is a huge step, a huge uh, step. In, the, in the right direction for our country. And because it's such a large organization and has so much reach, and everybody knows a vet. Mm-hmm. Right? Absolutely. And this yeah. is going to just blossom, is my yeah. hope. Yeah. Absolutely. I know that the federal level, uh, and you know, if, if you're interested in things like that, I know there are, there are many laws out there. They're introduced and, and just need more support. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, you know, it's, it's one thing I would encourage people to get involved politically is, you know, things like that to, to help fund these type of programs. Because mm-hmm. a lot of these programs get passed, uh, you know, through Congress and get, get signed in, into law, but they're never funded. Absolutely. And so not, let's not get them passed, but let's really make sure that we can get these things funded as well. Yeah, right. So we're not hamstringing it from the beginning, right. from the outset. Um, with the debate over national health care, I think this is also very important, not to be lobbying only for maybe single payer or mm-hmm. Medicare for all, not to be lobbying only for that so that it's more equitable for everybody, but to be lobbying that it's a more complete system. Right. 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 Yep. So, you know, there, there's... A lot of choices people have out there, and that's one area that resonates with me with the veteran community. There's a lot of services they have through TRICARE, uh, mm-hmm. but TRICARE doesn't pay for a lot of the holistic services. Mm-hmm. Now, like you said, the VA is opening some of that up, uh, but they're only in a few, you know, like you mentioned, a couple of them. They're only mm-hmm. in a handful only of, of the you know, 260 you know, Department Absolutely. of Defense healthcare facilities that are out there or whatever. So right. we, we need to we need these programs to, to get funded so they can expand rapidly. Right. And they need to succeed, succeed where they are and show right. results. And exactly. And then, then it can expand like that. Um, so you mentioned small changes, big shifts. And just to kind of re, uh, recap, the book that Michelle Robin wrote was Small Changes, Big Shifts, just that we take small changes in our life just change one thing. I believe she says one thing a month. Correct, yeah. And then in a year, we're completely a different, different person. person. Right. Absolutely. So we've had a lot of guests on this show talking about very small changes. You know, whether you just, like, changed everything to organic, that would be a small change. Mm-hmm. Um, that you try to get an hour of sleep more a week is a small change. So whatever the small change is, it, it adds up, and that's what this foundation is trying to promote as right. well. Yep, it, it's it's the simple things. It's the things people don't even think about. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, one thing that resonates with me is when I was a banker. Mm-hmm. You know, I drank a, a minimum of six pack of Pepsi a day. Oh, you know, every Monday I would oh. walk in with my two cases of. I didn't know any different. You know, right? You didn't even know. Even though I was out of chiropractic college and stuff, that it just 
yeah. and then it, you know it uh, many years down the road all of a sudden it was it, it, it hit me mm-hmm. you know when, when some health issues were happening or whatever so it's it's just drinking water mm-hmm. and uh, and we talk a lot about right. you know you know kids with acne mm-hmm. and you know they, they go out get their prescriptions and but all they drink is soda and you know if they would just to start drink water their mm-hmm. body their body would take that differently and, and help you know so sometimes it's just as simple as drinking you know an, an extra glass of water a day or and, a single glass right? of water a or day. a single <laughs> <laughs> well you know and you don't really have to go out of your way to do that if you're already going to a vending machine just choose right. the bottled water not not the best for the environment but right. we're talking small changes here right exactly right if you're already going to McDonald's no judgment but you're already going there so get a salad exactly. instead of you know yep. so you're already doing these things just make better choices small small shifts and we've talked about that many times on the show yeah so i I talked to you know people about you got to become aware of those small changes you want to make so you know you're going to go through mcdonald's drive-through you probably end up you know with you know the whopper or whatever it is and and uh, and then you know as you're biting into it you're gonna think oh i should have done something different right you know now you're aware and 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 so you know you you've got to create a little bit of pain Right. Uh, you know, with that, so that you know, next time your awareness, you know, speaks to you, your, con- you know, speaks to you before, before the you place that order. And, but it's it's that small change, and then it will just keep growing. Absolutely. And so, you know, when you catch yourself doing something like that, don't beat yourself up. Right. And uh, and just you know, uh, instead of saying you know, oh, I'm so stupid, I did that. Right. You know, because now you're now you're you're programming yourself that you're you know, and we don't want to do that. So yeah. you know, just to say you know what, I was not resourced at the time to make the right decision, but now I'm right. aware. Next time I'm going to go through, I'm going to make a better decision. You know, something as simple as that, right? To, to reframe it and reprogram it for yourself. You make one of those changes a month, and then pretty soon you're seeing big shifts. Yep, and right. and, and again, it goes to that influence thing. Who who's watching you? Who's seeing you do that? Mm-hmm. Are there kids right. in the car? Are there friends that you're with when you're going out? Uh, mm-hmm. You know, for lunch and. And um, so it, it's, it, it's, it is a small change, but it's, you're planting seeds with yourself and the people around you when you do that. Oh, I love that. Oh, kids have big eyes. We talk about them having big ears, too. Oh, you yes. Know. Yes. They have big eyes. They see what mom and dad is doing. And you do influence your friends as well. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes. That's why I love places like Ruby Jeans. Mm-hmm. Because if I'm going to be out and about and grabbing lunch on the go anyway, might as well make it healthy. Yeah, right. Right. Mm-hmm. So, and we all have things that we can do to create those uh, those small changes. Um, before we go here, I would just like to know: Is there anything you feel like we haven't covered? Anything that you think is important for everybody to know? Oh, there there is so much out there. I know there's so much out yeah. there, right? But you know, it it uh, I would encourage everybody to be intentional with themselves mm-hmm. uh, when it when it comes to the journeys that you're on. Yeah. And, and some people say they're not involved in leadership. You know, I, I believe everything you do. You know, everything right. we do rises and falls on leadership, whether that's right. at the business level, at your personal level, with your family. Um, you know, your block. Yeah, your block. You know, everything you do, the leadership is infiltrated in that because you're influencing somebody. Yeah. You may not see them at, at that moment, uh, but but you are. You have influence. So recognize that and, and just become aware uh, of the things that you are doing, the people that you're around, and. And, and, you know, I, we're, we're here. I think everybody, you know, we want to grow. Mm-hmm. Uh, we want to become better versions. We want our communities to become, you know, a, a better place to live and grow. And, and so you have to be intentional. You know, the only way we can create change is to be intentional. Mm-hmm. So, and, and, it, and it's not thinking about it. It's actually taking that action to get it done. Right. Wonderful. Mm. Super. Thank you, John. My I pleasure. I really appreciate it. Yeah. And uh, I think this is going to be helpful for a lot of people. 
So I'd love to have you on again if you'd be okay with that. Oh, absolutely. I, I could. You can know I can talk a lot. We can talk so, a lot. <laughs> yeah. So I, I appreciate the opportunity to you know to, to radiate leadership and uh, and maybe you know provide a, a different level of awareness for people uh, in their lives and, and understand that we all are making changes and are well making impact. Absolutely. And I want it to be significant transformation that we're all about. Wonderful. Thank you so much. Thank you. Radiate Wellness is a community of holistic and alternative healers and consultants based in the Kansas City area dedicated to helping you create spiritual, energetic, and physical well-being. To learn more about our practitioners, services, classes, and events, or to schedule an appointment, visit us at radiatewellnesscommunity.com. Hello, I'm Dr. Stephen Farber, and I'm an author, teacher, psychotherapist, and shamanic practitioner. On my podcast, Healing for Your Soul, I welcome some amazing guests and introduce you to some healing techniques like earth magic, working with nature and animals, and really getting to the heart of what is keeping you stuck. I want to help you deepen your spirituality and let go of blocks that are holding you back. Let me help you in this journey called life. Part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Subscribe and follow wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss an episode. <laughs>